Hey everybody, Jordan Stoltz here, your host of the Fitness, Food, and Freedom podcast. Welcome to another show after, man, almost a month-long break. Episode 259 is here. Um, I was on vacation, no shame, and uh, you know, just took a nice break from everything, work, um, side hustles, business, uh, all my little projects and hobbies, and just enjoyed it like a normal person, which I think is okay sometimes, and I had a very, very nice time. Uh, but I am back and coming out with these regular podcasts. So the podcast still, you know, going to be a big part of everything, and I'm kind of going back and forth here uh, between uh, once a week podcasts and also three times a week podcasts, uh, just because you know it's 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 kind of fun to do multiple ones. Podcasting is my jam, uh, but then also uh, it's harder to come up with the content, right? And it's easier to come up with it if it's only one time a week. Uh, but today's show, I'm answering listener questions. Uh, this is the one show for the week coming out here on Friday, December something. I can't quite remember the date, uh, but it is uh, coming out uh, sometime around like the 14th, 15th, 16th, whatever Friday is. Uh, so thank you for joining me and thank you for taking this ride with me and tuning in again to listen to the Fitness, Food, and Freedom podcast even after a long break. I appreciate all of you guys and let's get started with today's episode. Welcome to the Fitness, Food, and Freedom Podcast. Keep listening for some awesome advice on health, motivation, and becoming a better version of yourself. Be sure to tune in every week for Motivation Monday, Workout Wednesday, and Foodie Friday. Behind the mic today, your host, a strength and conditioning coach, husband, and businessman, Jordan Stoltz. What's up, everybody? Jordan Stoltz here, your host of the Fitness, Food, and Freedom podcast. Back for another show, episode 259 of the podcast, and a lot has happened since I last did a show. So it has been a while. I did take quite a long break, but back with these regular podcasts, I think that uh, I kind of was able to rest and recuperate. I was taking mini breaks all the time um, back, you know, about a month ago. Um, you know, a week here, week there, uh, moved the show to once a week, and all of it was just for sanity's sake and just because my schedule is busy. Um, but I just decided, hey, let's just get this out of the way, take one big deload, right? And just pretty much deloaded the whole project uh, and and just didn't worry about it. Still saw a lot of nice growth and uh, sustained listens and downloads on the podcast. So business-wise, that's a really good thing. That means you guys are listening to the old episodes. Uh, if you're joining me for this new one, uh, this is coming out once a week right now, and that could change. That could go to one time. It could go to two times. It could go to... Uh, three, uh, but I am actually kind of leaning towards one, if not two, and I think two might be what I roll with because three is a little too much. I wasn't able to really sustain three past 250 episodes or so, uh, which is a lot, right? That's a lot of episodes, but three is a lot to do per week. That's a lot of content. That's a lot of planning. That's a lot of um, recording, and it's actually a lot of space taking up inside the actual podcast hosting platform. Um, also, uh, going once per week, which I've been doing. I, I don't know if 
I like once a week. It's kind of like, to me, training, going to the gym like once or twice a week, right? If you do that, you just never really get in the groove. You just never really get that snowball rolling and start picking up steam, right? Because it just seems like uh, it's something you have to fit in per week. I didn't really know what day I was going to do it on, and it always just kind of was hard to cram everything into one show. So I might actually come out with two, settle there right in the middle. Uh, this is not an official announcement on that, but I do think that two might be the sweet spot for me. It's something like a Tuesday, Friday, maybe a um, Wednesday, Friday, maybe a Tuesday, Thursday, something along those lines. Probably won't be doing on Monday because work is busier on Mondays and it kind of tapers off to the end of the week uh, just based on my position. Just wanted to give you guys a little update on the show and what I'm planning. Still have some interviews planned. A lot of the content I enjoy doing isn't really interviews, which is kind of like this weird thing that, you know, podcasts do interviews. It's like what you do. But what I really enjoy is answering questions and answering uh, what you guys actually want to hear me talk about. So that's kind of that's kind of the little internal battles that I'm having as far as structuring the show. Just little details, right? In general, it's important to just create. It's just important to stay consistent. And after the vacation I just took, I plan to do so. In my personal life, just went to, uh, actually drove all the way from Texas to North Dakota and went through Kansas City to do so. So went and visited a couple different families and, uh, you know, took a long time. I was probably gone from work about 10, 10 days. Uh, like I worked from home a couple days, so seven or eight work days I was gone. Uh, and, you know, a long two-week vacation, which was much needed, which was much appreciated as well and much appreciated that you know my work is something that allows me to work from home occasionally and is flexible enough to let me leave uh for a long vacation like that right uh, we have a lot of busyness coming up at work and i don't really talk about work that much here on the show but you know work is going great i i think it's important to keep you guys in the loop of my life work is going great it's actually better than it ever has been the office culture that i'm in is spot on right now and you know when things change and when things when you go through an evolution process sometimes uh there's some growing pains sometimes there's uh, you, you know, some, it's, it's scary, right? Change is scary, I guess you could say. And even though change was kind of coming with work over the last two months, um, it's actually turned out better than it ever has been and kind of made me realize that it wasn't as great before <laughs> and it wasn't really that great of an environment. Now it's spot on and it's, you know, the best job I've ever had. And I have to say that I am very, very happy there and here in Texas. Um, that's just kind of a personal update for the whole podcast, fitness, food, and freedom uh, whole thing here. I am still doing some content, coming out with ideas, um, doing the podcast now after vacation. Most likely we'll jump into YouTube as well. And it's kind of this weird thing because uh, fitness YouTube is very saturated, right? And it doesn't really inspire me to come out with the same type of videos that other people do. So a lot of my time and a lot of my free time is spent brainstorming about how to be different and how to kind of change things up. Really what I see YouTube as just a way to keep you guys in the loop of my personal life and you know my actual um, goals and what I'm doing. I think that that's really important and I think that it's valuable for you guys as listeners to you know connect with me on that level as well. So I plan on doing more YouTube content. I plan on kind of being more of a content machine where I've kind of been slacking on that lately. A lot of times you just got to do it. A lot of times you just got to put in the time and I think that's 
a valuable lesson to learn. It's a hard one because, you know, it's easy just to kind of get discouraged and be like, you know, I've been doing this for a year. I've been doing this for two years, three years, four years, haven't seen the results that I expected, right? Maybe you're at a job, you're at a new job and you expected some advancement by now, right? You're like, man, I've been here for one year and I don't have any advancement. I, I, you know, I've been working on my own business for six months and haven't made any money from it. These little things, um, you know, you can't expect things to move lightning fast. And I think that that's a huge mistake. And it's something that is an easy trap to fall into because, you know, as people living in America, 2000, almost 19, uh, and you know, not even America for my other listeners, uh, it's easy to expect things and feel a little bit entitled to things moving quicker. But in reality, you have to kind of like, you know, trudge along and be stepped on for a long, long time. Three to five years is probably very common, right? If you have a business goal, if you have a life goal, if you have a fitness goal, keep in mind that you're going to have to put in the hours, you're going to have to put in the time, you're going to have to put in the pain to make it happen, right? Even through the really dark, hard times, you're going to have to push through because, hey, that's just part of the process, right? And by the end of it, by the time you get through, you're going to appreciate the process very, very much and a lot more. Uh, So that's kind of the lesson that I'm learning and trying to keep in mind all the time because it's hard to always keep in mind, you know, trust this whole process. Keep in mind that things take a long time. Be willing to be stepped on and, uh, you know, not make a lot of big advancements. And then all of a sudden it'll come. I see success as an exponential curve, not a line. So if you're thinking of line graphs and maybe I'm just nerdy, but you got a sloping line going straight up, right? That's not how success goes. A lot of times how it goes is flat for a long time, right at zero. Then you start to go up. It's going up slowly, slowly, and then all of a sudden it takes off. And that is a long time period that that happens, right? I kind of see it like that. And as long as you keep working hard, you're consistent, and you really want it, and you dream, and you remind yourself of your why often, uh, you'll be just fine. And that's kind of what I'm keeping in mind in work in life, in business, in hobbies, and everything, I'm trying to keep telling myself that little mantra that things take time and it's okay if it takes time. That allows us to appreciate it even more. Let's dive into the first question. I have three I want to get to in today's episode. So I want to kind of fit this around 40 minutes or, or less. Um, and I'm actually going to start driving to work now. I'm doing this podcast from my little Apple headphones and I'm going to, I'm going to buzz over to work. So I will answer the first question right after this. All right, let's kick things off with a nutrition question. Uh, this one was asked personally to me over vacation, right? This one was asked, um, just by a friend of mine and not really something that, that was answered on Instagram, but most of the other questions that I get come from Instagram. So if you aren't following me, go to Instagram, follow Stoltz Fit, S-T-O-L-Z-F-I-T on Instagram, and um, I'll be posting on there occasionally, doing some Insta stories occasionally, um, and also going to do you know q and a's on there so I'll, I'll i'll get my questions from there once in a while on my insta story i'll throw up one of those ask me anything boxes and use those as podcast content um and also you can anytime shoot me a dm on instagram and i always check those um you know a couple times a week 
So I'm able to read those and hear your questions, either answer them for you on there, chat with you a little bit about your goals and what's going on with you, um, or you can just ask your question for the podcast. So if you want to be on the show, if you want to be featured, if you want your question answered by me, uh, just head over there, Stoltz Fit on Instagram. This one, though, doesn't come from there. This one was just asked to me, and uh, it is, the question is, are vegetables important? Are vegetables something that I really need to worry about, right? I I preach macronutrients, I preach tracking, I preach the overall big picture stuff, the stuff that actually makes a difference. Do vegetables make a difference as long as I'm hitting my protein, carb, and fat intake? That's the question. And it's a great one because technically, if you're just going strictly by numbers, by macronutrients, you can hit your macronutrients and your micronutrients, right? I mean, in, 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 in reality, you can take a multivitamin and you can hit all of the stuff you need to hit um, you know, with, with ease without vegetables. You don't even necessarily need them to hit anything. I would say that this is kind of like a bonus scenario though, where vegetables, in my opinion, are very important and here's why. I believe they're very important for a few different reasons, one of them being uh, the micronutrient content. Uh, You're getting a lot of benefits, a lot of health benefits, a lot of things which aren't necessarily studied. And keep in mind, and I'm talking about macros, I'm talking about big picture things, right? It's like the, the thing that matters, the base of the pyramid. What I'm talking about there is changing your body composition and reaching your fitness goals, right? There's a lot of other benefits that come with eating, you know, whole natural foods like vegetables um, that that macros by themselves don't necessarily cover, right? Yes, macros, if you just follow it right, you could hit your macros going to McDonald's every day if you wanted to. Is that going to make your body composition goals happen? Yes. If you look up the Twinkie diet experiment or something like that on Google, there is a guy that ate essentially all Twinkies with, I think, like canned green beans. Um, and you know he's able to hit his fitness goals, lose a lot of weight, just eating the Twinkies, essentially just proving that calorie intake is king. Uh, and I've seen it time and time again with coaching clients, right? I've seen it that where as long as you're consistent, super consistent hitting the numbers that you need to hit, uh, and you know you're honest with yourself and you're honest with what you're taking in, what you're what you're actually doing for your workouts, and you're super consistent and you're patient. Those things are what matters, and those things are really what makes the difference um, for body composition. But you are going to feel way, way better if you include some vegetables and other kind of food like that uh, into your diet, right? Fruits, vegetables, uh, meats, foods essentially that came from the ground or had a face, right? If you're including those kind of foods and the majority of your diet is made out of those, uh, you you will feel much better overall. And you know, you're getting the micronutrients, yes, but what really happens if you're feeling better and you know you you are just feeling more on top of your game, higher energy? You're gonna have better workouts, right? And the better workouts are going to make the change in your body even faster. So in my opinion, it does actually make a difference in a roundabout way. Vegetables also have fiber, uh, which is going to really be a crucial thing. You need to get your fiber in. A lot of different health benefits related to fiber that I can go into in another episode. Uh, You also need to realize that vegetables are insanely low calorie and carry a lot of food volume, right? These are things that aren't really talked about as much uh, in 
in basic nutrition courses and talking, right? Because we talk about the things that actually make a difference like macros, micros for health, um, and you know, food choice as far as hitting those. But why food choice really matters isn't because of of the little things necessarily like macros and or like micros and fiber because technically you could take a multivitamin and take a fiber supplement and be okay. Another thing they do which is gonna really help you besides just give you energy is they're going to fill you up with not a lot of calorie content in there, right? You're going to be able to eat a whole bunch of vegetables and not really pack a whole bunch of calories in. So, you know, you could eat, let's say, a giant mixing bowl full of salad, right? And it's essentially just lettuce, peppers, carrots, all those nice vegetables, all the colors of the rainbow. If you eat that, you're probably gonna eat maybe like 70, 80 calories there, right? But it's a mixing bowl full of food. You're going to have your stomach be very full volume-wise from that meal. And that's actually a really, really big factor to have uh, not calorie-dense food, right? To have a lot of food without a lot of calories is an underrated factor in things like weight loss because you're going to be able to stick to your actual numbers you need to do. You're going to be able to stick to those longer, easier, and uh, you know, really just without problems uh, if you're full all the time, right? And you are going to get hungry, which I'll get into in the next question. Uh, and you know, you are going to have to keep on lowering your calories over time. And as you do that, you're going to want more and more volume to make up for that. Vegetables are great for that underrated weight loss tool strictly for that reason also a lot of health benefits that aren't body composition related overall the biggest thing that's going to make the difference in your health though i will say is changing your body composition so if you carry a lot of extra body fat losing that is going to make a massive difference in my opinion a much bigger difference than eating whole natural foods all the time or eating a lot of vegetables right if you're overweight you carry a lot of body fat maybe you don't have a lot of muscle mass maybe you don't move very well all these different things are a bigger driver in your health than than actually um the little things like micros like uh you know taking in enough vegetables and fruit and whole foods and your food quality all that stuff it doesn't really make as big of a difference uh, if you're not taking care of the big things first so i think some people get that wrong some people, you know, go to Whole Foods, get that big salad that costs 20 bucks from their little buffet line just because they think that that is healthy, right? And hey, maybe you're giving good things to your body. You're giving it fiber, micros, all these different things. You're filling it up with not a lot of calories. But unless you actually make that body composition change and get to a healthy weight and state of living, uh, you know, in your day-to-day -day life, those little things aren't going to make as much of a difference as you think. So you need to take care of those big changes. Keep your eye focused on the, you know, hierarchy of importance here. You, as far as being a healthier person, you need to, I think, number one, improve your body composition. Number two, move, right? Some kind of exercise, be an active human being. And then as you go up, you need to start feeding your body the right things, right? And that's more at the top of the pyramid, the bottom of the hierarchy, you don't really need that as much. Make sure you're focusing on the big things, but overall, yes, there's a ton of benefits to vegetables and I totally recommend that you take them in. I don't really have necessarily like a serving size recommendation for vegetables per day, uh, but try to get a few servings in, right? It doesn't have to be consistently, you know, four servings of veggies a day. You don't have to force them down, but 
try to choose them, right? If they're there, eat them. Eat your vegetables first, especially if you're trying to lose weight, uh, just to fill up your belly a little bit, right? With not a lot of calories. And also, um, experiment with different ways to cook them. Experiment with ways that you can kind of love them, right? Because vegetables can kind of suck, especially after a while, right? If you're just eating, you know, frozen Brussels sprouts out of a bag, that's not that tasty of a thing. However, try Brussels sprouts roasted in olive oil with salt and pepper in the oven, right? Amazing. If you're eating green beans, instead of just eating uh, frozen green beans or, you know, plain green beans from your garden, try to like fry them up in some Asian type seasonings, right? You're going to, you, you, you can experiment with things like that and learn to kind of love vegetables and love that food and crave them and want to make that choice, right? Because if you're forcing yourself to do it and you hate it, you're probably not going to stick to it. So it's best to find a way that you love, right? It's just like training. Um, I wouldn't tell you to go run a marathon every day or run in general if you hated running, because even if it's the best way to lose weight, um, you know, you're not going to stick to that over time. And the same goes for anything, not picking on running or anything like that. But even if it's weightlifting, I tell you, resistance training is super important. Um, and I would probably say that to everybody that they should do some kind of resistance training. However, if you hate it, you hate the very concept of it. You hate gyms, you hate picking things up. You hate how your hands hurt, all this different stuff. If you're hating that, uh, you're not going to stick to it and you're probably not going to have a good relationship with your whole health and fitness journey. Uh, so I think it's important that you, um, you know, learn to love something. And the best way to do that in your actual vegetable intake is to make them super tasty because who doesn't like things that taste awesome? Next question does come from Instagram. And this one uh, was a really, really good question. I was obsessed with this question when I heard it. Um, so essentially this guy and, you know, shout out to him because he's giving me a lot of content, a lot of good questions, a lot of great, great inquiries to my Instagram that I can use and, uh, you know, recycle as content. And it gives me a good idea of the type of people listening, the type of people, um, you know, the, what kind of questions they have too, I guess. This one is, he's basically just tired of the way he's weight training. So he's doing some bodybuilding training, tired of that and wants to focus possibly more on powerlifting to change things up a little bit. And the question is, can powerlifters still have a good physique because he wants to look good, right? That is the overall goal, but just wants to change up training uh, for, for the sake of uh, just variety, I assume. So this question is really good and the answer is absolutely, powerlifters can look really good. Um, I would, I, I'm gonna go a little bit deeper in the weeds here on this question, but overall, yes, you can lift like a powerlifter, you can program like a powerlifter, and you might even look better than you did in your training uh, in a way of a bodybuilder because you're training for strength, right? And you're gonna get kind of like a dense hard look. You're gonna maybe look a little bit grainy, you know, if. I think the thing where a lot of powerlifters go wrong is that their body fat creeps up pretty high. Um, so you need to watch out for that, right? I would say that no matter what way you train, the right body fat percentage 
is going to make a huge difference. Now, the other thing that makes a big difference besides body fat percentage, which you're probably aware of, right? If you're a fat power lifter, uh, you're probably going to not look great. If you're a fat bodybuilder, you're also not gonna look great. But what also makes a big difference here is going to be where you carry your muscle mass. And I think this is a little bit underrated. This is why uh, you know bodybuilders do so many, such a variety of exercises and split up their workouts the way they do. It's not because they have no idea how to train, it's because they you know, want to hit body parts in, in every body part in the right ways to basically elicit growth so they can carry muscle mass in the right areas. Um, so when they lose the body fat, you know, they look proportional, they look, um, you know, they have symmetry, they have the right shape, they have the right, um, ratio of everything, whether it's shoulders to waist, waist to hips, all these different things matter. Even things like arms to legs ratios matter in bodybuilding. Uh, so I would say that yes, you can look good with a powerlifter, but you need to be, you need to pay attention to what your overall goal is and you need to train for that and you need to make sure you're carrying muscle in the right way and keeping your body fat at the right level. And kind of what I mean by that is the cons of powerlifting and focusing on that solely is that your muscle mass is primarily going to, um, it's really gonna be going to your lower body unless you do a good amount of accessory work. Uh, you know, you are gonna do the bench press but and you are gonna build a back with the deadlift, uh, which is great, right? Um, my opinion though, is that the shoulders and the arms and even some smaller muscles in the back and sometimes even the chest need some direct work. Even the abs need direct work in my opinion. And if you're ignoring that and just doing these big lifts all the time, you are kind of ignoring the development of those areas, which will eventually just, you know, make you not hold muscle in the right place. The other thing to consider here, um, is you know, just the overall exercise selection, the longevity factor, what makes you feel best. Um, but overall, you know, overall, it's just how you like to train, right? It's just like how you want to train, what makes you happy, what motivates you, and what keeps you going. I think it is a smart idea to phase your training a little bit and kind of have blocks. So if you are, um, focusing on bodybuilding and higher rep ranges for a while, which maybe you've been doing. Uh, it's very, very, very smart to cycle in like strength work, lower volume work, uh, and keep it in a cycle pattern, right? So maybe you do a month or five weeks or six weeks of a kind of powerlifting strength work based program. And then you're going to kind of cycle that back out for some for some higher volume stuff. Um, and the higher rep ranges, things like that, that's going to be really powerful and you're gonna really keep yourself fresh and recovered and you know, you're able to respond well to the volume. All these things really matter overall and uh, that's probably the best way to do it. That's probably how I would kind of program and cycle it for you if you were a coaching client. Um, overall though, do what you like and keep in mind that you can kind of do both, right? You can still focus on your strength. You can still program your strength lifts while focusing on um, other other physique changes, just keep in mind that if you kind of combine them into a power building approach like this, you aren't going to get maximum benefit out of either. So you're not going to be, you know, you're not gonna isolate the body part and be the best bodybuilder of all time uh, if you're doing a bunch of power lifts before because you're gonna be pretty tired. 
Uh, you're also not going to be the best powerlifter because you're really inhibiting your recovery by adding a lot of accessory work. But what you can do is just basically hit your powerlifting um, workout for that day. So maybe you're going to do like a five by five, a eight by three, something like that, right? You do your rep ranges, whatever your plan is, whatever program you have and you're following. Do that. Let's say you do the bench press and then you go on, you go forward to do a whole bodybuilding workout for that body part or a few body parts. So in the case of a bench press, uh, you could essentially just do a push workout after that and use that as kind of a power building approach where you're powerlifting, but also bodybuilding at the end. Your workouts will be longer. You, it's very high volume. You won't recover as well. You won't make as many strength gains, but you will progress in those lifts. You can program in a way that's motivating and you can, um, you still progress in the areas you want to progress physique wise. I think that I totally get it. And I think that it's okay to get bored of your training and to want to switch it up. I think it's smart to switch it up and, you know, to keep on falling in love with your training. If you can cycle things in and out, that's great. You know, feel free to switch things up as you want. Just be sure that you have a long-term plan in mind and you have kind of a long picture of what's going to look like and a hierarchy of your goals, right? Like is your goal strength? And that's fine if it changes to strength. Is your goal physique? You need to kind of prioritize these things based on that. Um, so that's kind of what I think about that question. Is it possible? Yes. Keep keep your body fat down. Add some accessory lists. Power build if you want to. Is it optimal? No. Combining things are never optimal. And there's a reason that bodybuilders train the way they do. It's all a matter of what is fun for you, what your priorities are, and how you want to structure those. Last question today, have five minutes or so here to answer it uh, before I go into work for the day. Today's, uh, this this question I got, um, and another good question, this one essentially is saying um, plateau on weight loss, and he's wondering, do, you, do I need to lower calories or take a break from the calorie deficit? Um, so here's what I think about that. You know, this question is essentially asking, does your body adapt? to the calories that you're at and you keep on having to, do you have to keep lowering your calories as you go on through weight loss and cutting? Or do you, do you is it better to kind of cycle higher calories in um, and you know basically refeed or take a diet break once in a while? Uh, the answer to those is yes. I think both are something that works. Um, what I would probably rather have you do is drop your calories. Keep in mind that you know, you can't come up with a simple calculation for calories, um, you know, just a, a something times something equation to have that last forever. It's a good starting point, And I use those equations all the time. If you're just, you know, talking to someone like, hey, what do you think I should start losing weight on? And you don't want to give them crazy equations of percentages. Body weight times 11 or 12 is usually like a pretty good place to start. But everybody's different. Everybody's metabolisms are different. Everybody's exercise habits are different. And that's going to really affect things. So you aren't going to be able to just make a blanket equation and stick to that forever and make all the progress you want. I think it's a mistake if you do that. You are going to adapt to it. And if you want to keep making progress, you're going to have to lower things. I like to lower from carbs specifically and maybe a little bit of fat. Keep protein the same. Um, so protein is constant. You're going to drop your carbs by, let's say, 20 grams and then your fat by say like three or four. So you're not talking huge decreases. You're talking like 100, 150 calorie differences here. Just a small drop. 
uh, and you're probably gonna have to do that a few times. Uh, if you get to the point where you do not wanna drop anymore, you can stick there for a while, see if eventually things start moving. You can exercise more to burn more calories off, right? Because that's very common uh, mistake is people re rely on the kitchen because that's what matters, right? The diet, but forget the exercise component that if you do burn the calories, you, you will lose the weight. Uh, so you can add cardio as a tool. Also though, a diet break is a great thing and I think that taking a while away from a calorie deficit is a very, very good thing for your motivation, for your sanity, for your exercise progression, uh, so you're able to keep on making progress overall. So I'm a big fan of trying to get all the weight loss out of the way right away, but if you had a good amount to lose, you might have to go through some cycles, which means um, you know weight loss for a few months, you take a uh, you go and do maintenance or a surplus for let's say a month and then you can drop the calories back down, continue that weight loss. Just take these little cyclical breaks and really that's just for motivation and uh, keep on progressing in the gym during those times. Maybe you could even build a little bit of muscle. It's not a lot of time in a surplus. Maybe you could do a little bit where you're gonna look a little bit better uh, and you're gonna go back in your weight loss motivated, wanting to stick to it. And you know, hopefully you don't have to start on such low calories that you ended up on. You aren't gonna really be able to have them super high, um, but you know, hopefully that break is just something that helps you. Uh, I'd recommend an approach like that. I think that you know, in general, the answer to this question is absolutely the body adapts to everything. The body adapts to the exercise load you're giving it, the body adapts to the amount of food you're giving it, and over time, um, you have to make changes, right? You can't just use a cookie cutter program, you can't just use cookie cutter calculators and things like that. You have to have something that adapts and you have to have um, you have to be flexible because your body is always changing, your body is always adapting and trying to uh, you know, essentially preserve itself in different ways, right? It's trying to um, adapt so you survive and that's just fine that's natural it's not something you have to fight it's just something you need to keep in mind and pay attention to I would say that don't be too quick to drop your calories down right drop them once give it a few weeks even if the scale doesn't budge sometimes things go in fluctuation so you might not see it move for a while and then all of a sudden it'll move uh, that's just fine too that's very very common um, you can move it, maybe drop your calories once a month or something like that. If you feel like you need to take a break after a few months, if you've been in a fat loss phase and cutting for a long, long time, like, you know, I'm talking f four to six months, it's probably a great idea just to stop and just to take a break and be in a surplus for a while, build some muscle, focus on strength, take a break, recoup your motivation and, you know, don't, don't get so run down in that calorie deficit because being in a calorie deficit is is hard on your body, right? And it's it's a struggle. I think that the question also just really quickly to touch on that, you know, why am I not losing weight when I'm eating at a calorie deficit? That basically means you're not in a calorie deficit. I saw some Instagram posts about that that were really good. Um, essentially saying if you're not losing weight, that is the sign that you are not in a deficit. And basically that happens and you have to keep on creating that deficit from what your body has adapted and what your maintenance calories are. Uh, so adapt, be flexible and be willing to change because your body is always changing.
And that's it for today's show. Thank you for joining me for episode 259. Three questions answered. If you have questions that you want answered on the next show, whether it's one or two per week, whatever I decide, whatever my uh, you know my time permits, my schedule permits, and my my I guess desires because this is my show. I can do whatever I want to do. Whatever I want to do. If you have questions you want to answer on the podcast or you want to contact me, just go to Instagram at StoltzFit, S-T-O-L-Z-F-I-T. Ask your questions there. Hopefully this episode was helpful for you and you're able to take and reap some good information uh, that will help you in your fitness journeys. And that's really what I am here for is to help you, give you guys free advice, hopefully to clear up some of the craziness that's in this industry and, and just help you focus on what matters and what's actually going to get you progress. Thanks for joining me. Thank you for tuning in. Thanks for being patient with me as I took this long break. I'll see you guys next time for episode 260. Uh, and yeah, see you then. Have a great weekend, everybody, and a great week next week. Thank you for listening to the Triple F Podcast. Please leave a five-star iTunes review and share the podcast with your friends and family. Tune in next time for more great tips on fitness, food, and freedom. freedom.